0: What is the very first thing that you did when you were diagnosed with Hashimoto's or when you suspected that you had it? What was it for you? For me, well, the first thing I did was kind of freak out. (laughs) You can hear my story in, I think it's episode one or two of the podcast. I was not happy at all. about the thought of having Hashimoto's or having something wrong with my thyroid. But after I got over, you know, my initial horror, after I figured out what was going on, after I asked for help, um, after I dug into things and figured out my top priorities, well, those things I put together for you in my Hashimoto's Hashimoto's 101 guide because you need to know like what is Hashimoto's? That's in the guide. You need to know what do my thyroid labs mean? That's in the guide. You need to know what do I do today? That's in the guide. And then you also need to know like what are my top priorities? What else should I do after like the shock of day one? What next? Well, that's in Hashimoto's 101 Guide 2. So if you don't have that guide, head down to the show notes and get that guide. It's free. All it costs is your email address. And then I don't want to like fill up your inbox with junk. I send out usually one email per week and I try to provide value, not just, you know, some some emails that fill my inbox. They're just like spammy and I don't like them. So that's not what I want to give to you. I always want to provide value. So I'm going to tell you today what I did and why that might not be the right thing for you. In fact, it might be harmful. We're going to talk about wearables today, health wearables, like those health trackers and why they could be dangerous for your health. And I'm going to tell you why I picked it and why you might want to, why you might not want to. But first, let me welcome you to the Health with Hashimoto's podcast. This is where you will find true, simple, and sustainable tips so that you can develop better health. You can have holistic health, body, mind, spirit, diet, environment. I want you to be fully and wholly healthy, full of energy, able to live the life that you know that you're here for. Okay, so let's talk about number one, why did I get a health tracking wearable? And then what is so dangerous about them? Well, the reason I got it is because I tell you in the Hashimoto's 101 guide, I think it's step three, is to look at the triggers. There are eight common triggers for Hashimoto's disease. There are three things that all autoimmune problems have, and that's a gut component, a genetic component, and a trigger. But the eight different triggers for um, Hashimoto specifically, they seem to be in, in one of those eight different buckets, or you can have more than one trigger. So when I looked at those triggers, I was identifying which one or ones are the most likely to be suspect for me. And what I decided was it's probably stress. Stress and sleep were my two big things. Now, I had been looking at health tracker wearables for a while, mostly because I'm a nerd and I love data. And I was like, oh, this would be really cool. But uh, two things held me back. Number one, EMFs. I don't know what you think about EMFs. Uh, They are the invisible, you can't see them, hear them, feel them. Sense them. They're the electromagnetic frequencies that power things. And you know, Bluetooth has EMFs. Anything that has Bluetooth, anything that has electricity really um, puts out EMFs. And they do have an impact on your health. So I wanted to track my sleep and I've wanted to do that for a very long time, mostly just because I was curious. I didn't really have a reason, but those EMFs held me back because. I don't have anything near my bed um, that could, you know, interfere with my brain. I know that it's while I'm sleeping that your body and your brain do the most work on healing and cleaning things up. And I don't want something next to my bed that's going to interfere with that. So I do keep my phone by my bed because it's my alarm. Um, I love that I can have a really quiet alarm. It doesn't wake up my husband. But I put it on airplane mode so that you know it doesn't have any emfs at night so i do have that but i wasn't going to wear something that has emfs while i'm sleeping And then I found out about the Aura Ring, and it has zero, or it has low EMFs, and you can put it in airplane mode overnight, and it will still get the data. And so then I was more intrigued, but the cost was like, okay, I can't pay this much money for just a toy. Because really, at that point in time, it was a toy for me. I didn't have a reason to need it. Well, when I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, and when I identified that it's stress and sleep that were the triggers that I needed to work on, Then that aura ring became a tool for me. And I knew that that ring could provide data to help me with my health journey. And that is what I want you to do as well. Go through that Hashimoto's 101 guide and figure out, you know, what are my triggers? If you don't know the triggers, listen back to the very early, like the first 10 episodes of this podcast will give you a really good idea of what Hashimoto's is, what the triggers are, what you can be looking for. And once you identify which triggers are most likely suspect for you, then you can figure out how to conquer them or how to make improvements. But here is the caveat. Wearables can be dangerous. Now, I already talked about EMFs. I am not a fan of EMFs on your person or next to your bed while you're sleeping because your body has a lot of really important things to do while you're sleeping. So I'm talking about something beyond that. I am talking about your state of fight and flight. When you are in fight, flight, and you know, there's fight, flight, freeze, and fawn, it's all the same thing. It is your stress response. When you are living in that state, everything is on alert. Your cortisol levels, your stress hormone is going very high. And guess what happens in your body? Healing is interrupted. Healing goes haywire. Well, what is an autoimmune system or autoimmune disease? It's when your body when your healing has kind of gone haywire, when your body starts to attack itself. So we do not want to elevate our cortisol level. Another thing is if your body is using all of the hormone ingredients to make cortisol, which is your stress hormone, well then, I mean, logically, it's going to have less ingredients to put towards other hormones, like your thyroid hormone, right? Right? So we want to lower our cortisol. And I do have episodes about hormones and cortisol, specifically episodes 10 and 24. They're going to have a really good uh, picture of cortisol and hormones in general if you want to go and listen to those. Episode 10 also, I think both of them talk about how to reduce your cortisol or reduce your stress. But the question then is, what does cortisol and stress have to do with wearables Well, it's this when you are hyper vigilant, when you are looking for problems, when you are constantly on alert for what could be going wrong, your body is in fight or flight. So yes, wearables can be fantastic for data, but if you continue to focus on that if you are hypervigilant, if you're constantly worrying about what the data says, then a wearable is not the answer for you because we do not want to increase our stress response. We want to shift into our parasympathetic response, which is the rest and digest. That is where the healing happens. We want to shift out of stress into rest. And we want to be in that rest state as much as we can. I am in an Aura Ring Facebook group, or maybe two of them, and there are people who have said they can't wear their Aura Ring, not because of the data, not because of the fit, not because of comfort, not because of any of that, but because they focus on the numbers, they start to get hyper vigilant, and then their stress goes up. And they notice that by wearing the ring, their stress or in their health are worse. That is, of course, not the goal. We get these health trackers, these health wearables so that we can have better health. So if you notice at any point something that you have in your, you know, your toolbox so that you can have better health, if you notice that that is actually backfiring and causing worse health, then it is time to retire that tool, or at least to take a break. For myself, I have noticed that I can wake up and sometimes I just go about my day and I don't even check my ring right away, Um, especially if I feel like my sleep was kind of short. I don't want to look at my, my data and be prejudiced believing that I will have a bad day, that I will have a tired day because that can happen. You can look at your phone and you know your phone can say, you're really tired today. You did not sleep well last night and then all of a sudden you are setting yourself up. You're looking for reasons and you're looking for proof throughout the day that that's true. You might you might not be doing it consciously. It might be going on in the background, but you know, your data said, you're tired. So you're going to feel more tired. So sometimes I do not check my data when I wake up. I do like to look at my HRV. That is uh, the indication of how my body is dealing with stress. And I will go over that on a future podcast episode. If you want me to prioritize that podcast episode, let me know and I will move it up in the queue. Um, Or if you have any other ideas that you want me to cover soon let me know and I will move them up in the queue. You can either respond to the email that you got when you um, downloaded the Hashimoto's 101 guide or you can send me a message on Instagram. I am at esthery.rn. Anyway, the HRV, I do check that in the morning when I do look at my sleep. Like I said, it's not always first thing, but my HRV, I want to know, did the things I do yesterday help my stress response? And I talked about that a lot in the episodes where I was talking about my flare over the winter. I had um, really poor HRV levels as my body was dealing with all of that physical stress. It was not a good season and I am so thankful to be on the other side of that. But my HRV is a data point. It is something that can impact how I go about the day. If I notice that, you know, reading a thriller before bed lowers my hrv and when your hrv is low that means your stress was high uh, then i'm like oh it's time to take a, bro- a break from these books that i really love but they stress me out and they impact my sleep and they impact my stress so even though i really enjoy that book it's not a good idea because i enjoy my health more so i'll look at that hrv and say okay I can't read that book. Or maybe I spent some time doing one of those peaceful focus on your breathing, um, lovely music, podcasts, or the guided tracks that come with the Aura Ring. There's so many. I think the Calm app is a really popular one. It has a lot of those things. I don't like anything that is uh, technically a meditation. I want to be fully in control of my brain and where my brain is and what it's focusing on. I do love the ones that help me calm down, help me do progressive relaxation, that focus on diaphragmatic breathing. So if I do one of those before bed and then I'll see, oh, my HRV was really good last night. I should probably do more of that instead of reading that really good book that stressed me out. (laughs) So it's a data point. And if you kind of look at the data and have that impact your your day or your week or your health choices, that's awesome. But if you're focusing on, is my data okay? Am I doing the right things? What is it showing? Oh dear, oh my goodness, it went down a point. You know, some people do this with a scale. It's the same thing with your health trackers, with your wearables. If it's going to stress you out, then it's not a good thing. Because stress impacts our immune system. Stress impacts your healing stress impacts your thyroid, stress impacts so much. We want to lower that. So what is the answer for you? Well, I don't know. You are the CEO of your own health. You get to decide what is working and what is not. You can have a lot of people on your team. And that's awesome. I love a well-rounded team of people all working for you, trying to help you figure out what is best. And only you can make that call is the health tracker that you're using, whether it's a Fitbit or Garmin or Aura Ring. There's so many different ones. Or even like your Apple Watch. I think even your phone has some stuff. There's so many different tools. Only you can decide if that is helping or hurting your health. If it's stressing you out, not good. If it's helping you make positive changes, that is good. All right, I will see you next week on the health with Hashimoto's podcast. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Hashimoto's thyroiditis can be overwhelming and frightening. Your body isn't working as expected, and you get frustrated. You can be dealing with many different symptoms including fatigue, anxiety, heart palpitations, depression, brain fog, and more. You might find yourself saying, "I just want to feel like myself again. And I get it. I created the Hashimoto's 101 guide so that you can understand what Hashimoto's is, what it means for you, and how you can create a path to health. There is hope. You can find better health. Download this free guide at healthwithhashimoto's.com guide. Please help others find this show by rating and reviewing it in your podcast app or by sharing a screenshot of today's episode in your social media stories. Be sure to tag me on Instagram. You can find me at esthery.rn. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Please be sure to discuss any concerns and plans with your trusted healthcare professional.